And welcome to Reim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. So happy that you are joining me on jrootradio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, here is basically what we do. We try to what? Strengthen and develop new skills and tools to renew the connection you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Today we have a very, very exciting show. The reason I say this is because we're going to hit a topic that I, I feel every single home is experiencing. How are you going to get a topic that every... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this topic is going to be a topic that every home is experiencing. I, I am telling you, you're going to be able to relate to this topic today. I'm very, very excited. And Mirza Hashem, we're going to have Siyad Deshmai, B'Shem Hashem, Nasev V'Notzliach. But before we do that, I just want to make sure that the technology part here is all good because I'm being told that the technology is, might not exactly be working. So give us a minute and we're going to be right back with this really amazing topic. Where's the Hashem. Okay, we are back. We are back, and I was told that if there's a problem, they're going to let me know. Okay, we have a very exciting show. The reason I say this is because I cannot believe how many people are asking me the same question. And what's the question? The question is, why is my spouse so angry? Why is my husband so angry? Why is my wife so angry? How come there's constant anger? It just like erupts, explosives like a volcano. And once he gets angry, oh boy, like stay away. Everybody knows, stay away. Or sometimes we have situations where people ask me, you know, my husband gets upset, and I know he's upset. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. He's trying to control himself, and like he's sort of okay. I know he's not okay. I know it just like festers and festers. You know, as they say, still waters run deep, and then before you know it, he explodes. I cannot deal with his anger. I, I can't deal with his, I can't deal with her anger. When my wife loses control, it's like as if she's like, she flips. That's what I hear. She flips. It's like, she flips, and then like, I just have to stay there and watch her completely lose control. What am I supposed to do with that? Today, ladies and gentlemen, live show. Yeah, today's a live show. July 21st, 2016, here at 11, 10 a.m. Thursday. You might be listening to this on Monday. I don't know. You might be listening to Monday, but I will tell you one thing. This show is almost for sure going to connect to you at some level. There is, I, I actually, you know what? Forget about it. Actually, you know what? I, for those of you who listen to this show, and for whatever reason it is, cannot connect at all because this doesn't happen in your house. There's absolutely no anger. Please text me after the show and tell me what it is that you guys are doing that there's absolutely no anger. And by the way, I'm not talking about controlling anger. I'm talking about no anger at all. This is part of human nature. In psychology, you know what we call it? We call it fight or flight. It's a natural reaction 
that people have when they feel threatened. Threatened? Uh, but Greenfield, my husband doesn't feel threatened. I don't do anything to him. He just loses his control. He just, he, he literally comes in. He's upset. He's miserable. He's tzibrachim. My wife, people tell me, she just loses control. She has anger, anger management issues. Teach, teach him anger management. Teach her anger management. Okay, I was thinking about how to present this class, and I figured, you know, the best way to present this class is using what the Torah is our benchmark. So what's better than going to the source that speaks about working on our midas? And uh, who doesn't have a Ramchal in their house? Who doesn't have a Messiah Yisharim in their house? And if you don't have, I'm sure you've learned about it or have heard about it. Messiah Yisharim. The Ramchal, Moshe Chaim's Lazato, he actually talks about caste. He talks about anger. Listen to this, because I think this is fa- fascinating the way he d- does it. You know what the Ramchal says? Listen to what the Ramchal says. The Ramchal actually says that anger is actually categorized into four groups. There are four groups of people who are angry. Four groups, yeah. And let's discuss them. First of all, you have the first type, because I know a lot of you, as I'm talking about kas, I know what's coming into your head. And what that is, right, is, is where it says, kol hakoes ki'ilu ovid avodazara. Right? Zorah says that anybody who gets angry, it says if he is serving idols. Now, is that, what do you mean? I, I get angry, so all of a sudden I'm avodazara. What, what's, what's that? So he actually explains it. Fascinating. So this. First, type of people who get angry. He calls these people the ones who are He's constantly getting angry. If you find your husband or your wife in this category, Oh boy, I feel bad for you. You must have a very, very trying life. Where he's constantly getting angry. It's like, it's not, he just does not stop getting angry. He's constantly, like, you know, I call it hats, hangry, hangry, hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. You're feeling like your, 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 your husband or your wife, they're constantly, it's like, whatever I say, whatever I say, constantly getting upset. I, 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 I'm making him happy. I'm constantly triggering him. Rabbi Griefer, you talk about triggers. I'm, there's nothing you can do. You're constantly triggering. Whenever he gets upset, he becomes explosive. That like, guy's like a volcano. He erupts. I can't live with a man like this. Yeah, I hear. It's, it's hard to live with a person like that. And on, and on that, the Ramchal says, when it says, it's talking about this. He says, This type of person, when he gets angry, he so much loses control, the Ramchal says, that he has the ability to destroy the entire world. Why? He completely loses any sense of reasoning. There's no more reasoning. It's just completely acting on emotion. He actually compares it to animals, because it's animals. This is an iniyov. Toref nafsho be'apo haleman and this type of person, the Ramchal goes on and says, he could, this type of person, he could, be, he could do any Averas. There's so many Averas this person can do because once he loses control, it's over. There's absolutely no control. He becomes explosive. He becomes attacking. He becomes critical. He throws things. He breaks things. These are, I do have to tell you, exceptional cases. And I know 
as I'm saying it, I'm thinking a lot of you are thinking, oh, oh, you're talking about my husband, you're talking about my wife. No, I'm not talking about your husband, and I'm not talking about your wife. These are truly exceptional cases of people who are constantly becoming angry, angry, and they're constantly explosive. You feel like you're living with a volcano on a constant basis. You never know what's going to trigger them. You, you, you might say something innocently, and they get all upset. They start screaming at you. <clears throat> That's another big piece over here I want to discuss. Screaming. Could we please lower the tones in our homes? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy you're listening to me every week. Baruch Hashem. I have siyat d'shmaya. It's not me. Give me continuous siyat d'shmaya to be mechazek olam. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, a very, very big tool. You get angry, lower your tone. Lower your tone. The truth is you shouldn't be saying anything. The truth is right when the impasse occurs, let it go. Let it go. Don't explode. Don't become a volcano. Don't scream at your kids or scream at your husband or scream at everybody's around. You are bringing much more toxicity into your home. You're chasing away the shechina. You're bringing in the machlokes. Bad malachim. Is that what you want to hear? Okay, bad malachim. There you go. Into your home. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? And on a practical level, it doesn't work. Don't think to yourself, that's the way I vent. I hear people tell me, Rabbi Greenfield, that's the way I vent. I just let it loose, then I feel better. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. It doesn't work. It might put some sort of little loose band-aid on the, on the issue, but you know what it does? It causes you to do it again in exactly an hour and a half when the kid comes in with mud on his shoes and making the floor dirty that you just cleaned, and now you're screaming at him. Well, guess what? Both ladies and men, guess what? You're messing with their emotional development. You're hindering their psychological process. You could cause all sorts of tragic, devastating repercussions for your children, for your spouse, for yourself. It doesn't work. Don't think, I'm just going to let it all out. I just let it all out, and I feel better. Yeah, you'll feel better. You know how long you feel better? For two hours until it happens again. That's not called self-control. Self By letting it all out, and then I could control myself. Sorry. It's a coping strategy that you might be using in your house, I know, or your husband might be doing in your house. Maybe it's a coping strategy that he saw his parents use, and his parents saw their parents use. Usually these things are multi-generational. They're psychologically proven to be multi-generational. Let's not blame it. We're going to talk soon about blaming because I'm on a blame kick. I really am, I should say, more precisely on an anti-blame kick. I really, really am, and I thank those people who are getting back to me and telling me, and thanking me for, for talking about not blaming and, and what difference it makes in their house by controlling themselves and not blaming. Just not blaming. And we're going to talk about the step-by-step -step process in the, in, a little bit later, Reza Shai But right now what I'm talking about is what? Right now I'm talking about this first category, this first category that the Ramchal puts this category and says, this is the first category of kas. It's an uncontrollable kas. You never know what's going to trigger him. You never know what's going to trigger her. They're constantly explosive. They're always volcanic. It, it, it's scary to be around them. No, I'm not talking about your husband. No, I'm not talking about your wife. These are exceptional cases. They do occur, but they're exceptional cases. And this is what the Gemara, he says, he says, this is what the Gemara is talking about, and he goes on and says that, this person could do anything. Literally, this person, is, once they lose control, they could do terrible, terrible avarice. 
That's category number one, which the Ramchal says. And we're talking about kas, we're talking about anger. Talking, soon we're going to talk about anger management. And unquestionably, this occurs in your house. If Obviously, not on this level that we just said, but you're going to see later on that it does occur at whatever levels it does. And how you feel about your anger, how you deal with your anger, your emotions, your reactions, etc. Next category of anger. There's another one who's angry who's very far from this. And you know what that means? That means this is another category of anger. The category of anger, which in, which in Avos it's brought down, labels as kasha lichos. It's hard to get this person angry. But once he gets angry, kasha lirtos. It's very, liratos, it's very, very difficult to calm this person down. Very, very hard. And you might have a spouse like that. You might have a spouse that he doesn't always get angry, you're right. He doesn't always, but when he gets angry, watch out. Watch out. This guy is, is not, not normal. And by the way, not normal doesn't mean that he has to scream. <laughs> Most of these cases, they end up screaming, they end up, they could do, they could do violent things, but even if they're not doing violent things, they're not, they're not being aggressive, just being angry and expressing their anger, but they start criticizing and attacking and demeaning. Sometimes they could be belittling. Is this your spouse? If it is your spouse, we're going to learn how to deal with it. But I will tell you is that this is also a very difficult situation to live in. It's, you can, I'm not going to even compare it to the first case. I'm not going to compare it to the first case, the first category that the Ramchal says, which is the one who just is constantly explosive, constantly letting loose and uncontrollable. Here you have a situation, my husband's usually, he's usually fine, but when you get him angry, oh boy. Or my wife, you might think. My wife is usually okay. She lets things go. But when she gets angry, oh boy, she loses control. She flips out. Now a lot of these people feel like, what do you mean? It's normal. That's what I do. That's what you do because maybe that's what you saw growing up. Maybe it's a coping strategy that you've learned over the years or you've, you've discovered or you've implemented over the years. It's toxic. You hear me? It's toxic. We don't lose control. It's not what Hashem wants from us. It might be the way you want to do things. That's the way it is, but this is second category. Category number three. Says the Ramchal. V'yesh kasan pachos mizeh. There's a, someone who gets angry, much less. Shalom yichas al nikla. V'afilu kashi agiyah lekas, yikaso kas katan. When he gets angry, he doesn't, you know, even when he gets angry, it's not like a major, major anger. V'layosun ridarke asechel he doesn't, he doesn't lose control. He gets a little bit angry and then he moves on. You can't compare it to the other ones. This person is still considered a kaisan. What do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? He's easy going. Uh, my gosh, I, I would be so happy to live with a man like that. Okay. I'm just joking around. People don't talk like that, of course. Of course, people say, I am happy with my husband the way he is. But sometimes there are husbands or wives who are really, really easygoing. It's really like, you know, they're really, they're laid back. They're easygoing. It's not a problem. I know, far and few in between. Yes, far and few in between. That's not normal. I, I'm telling you, it's working for people. It, it's not normal. It's not, it's not normal to be so easygoing. And I want to tell you something. 
these easygoing people who are just so laid back, never get upset. If they ever get upset, it's like there's no nisayon for them. There's no challenge. They can just get over it. They communicate a little bit, and then it's over, okay? Besides the fact that it's far and few in between, the more your husband or wife is like that and being laid back, that spills over to other areas of life. If they're laid back about their temperament, they're going to be laid back about other things generally. They're laid back, so they're going to be, you know, not necessarily going to be responsible. So I got a parking ticket, so I leave it, so I get whatever. So, you know what, so the kids are not ready. So I, did, I left you money, or I didn't leave money. Take it easy. Why are you getting so upset? Why are you getting so... I, it wouldn't upset me. Not because they're chas v'shalom bad people, but because that's their temperament. That's the way they operate. So since it's the way that they operate, they expect you to operate the same way. So I don't leave you money for the kids. So what? So I didn't fill out the health insurance form. Fine, the kids are not going to have health insurance for a month. So what? So what? Big deal. It wouldn't get me upset. Why is it getting you upset? So I didn't take care of these tickets, so I didn't. So, so you know, the, the house is all a big, a big schlump, whatever it is. Things are flying all over the place. It doesn't bother me. Why should it bother you? So we have tons of leftovers in the refrigerator. It bothers you. It doesn't bother me. I'll get to clean it when I get around to it. What do you mean? What do you mean? Ah, it's not good. Oh, so then what is good? What's good is the fact that they don't get angry. So you want, what do you want? It's a package deal. If you're going to get this, you're going to get that. You can say, There's no perfect mida. There's no perfect personality. If he or she is easygoing, laid back, and just whatever, that's the way they are. And like you, you're driving with them, and you're talking to them, and it's like they're just completely tuned out. They're in their own world. They listen to their music. They do their thing. And it's like even when we spend time together, you're not engaging. Well, remember, that's true, but he doesn't get angry either. So this is what a Baruch gives us. We say, thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. So on one hand, he's, he or she is not getting angry. On the other hand, he's not being so assertive. Neither is she being so assertive because that's the type of personality that she has. Okay, so, like, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's the package deal. But what the Ramchal is saying is that even this person is not considered, is not considered not a kaisen. The person does get a little angry. But what do you mean, Ramchal? Like, what do you mean? This is a great husband, a great wife who just, like, completely easygoing. That's true, but sometimes they get angry. And since sometimes they're angry, can you imagine the Ramchal is saying they're still not considered Someone who's nucky. It's not considered someone who's completely clean from this, from this bad midah of kas. V'yesh od pachos mizeh. V'hu shekasha lichos v'kaso lo lahashchis v'lo lekala ela kas me'at v'kamazamo rega v'lo yose. Here you have a different situation. Here you have a thing, and I honestly would say, I think most people are in this boat. You might not live with someone who's in this boat. You might live with a different type of personality. Don't get upset at him. Don't get upset at her. That's their personality. And believe you me, the same way they have chisronos, they have malos. The same way they have negative attributes, they have positive attributes. Trust me, it plays out positive in your favor many, many times. But I really feel, and I, and I think... And I actually have a riot for this. And you, could, you, know, you could text me later on, those of you who are very big Mesilas Yesharim Nickers, and, and I, I might have a riot that this is the biggest boat. First of all, I see it, all the couples I work with. But let, forget about that. The Mesilas Yesharim is, is not working with levels, right? Because first he speaks about the most wild animal type of person that doesn't stop getting angry, is explosive, is volcanic, is toxic, is creating havoc and losing control. That's like you think the worst, right? 
Then he talks about someone. Then he talks about someone who you know, sometimes he gets angry. Uh, no, usually he doesn't get angry. Sometimes he gets angry, but oh boy, when he gets angry, he gets angry. And then you would think that he would talk about some, the next level, which is what? Which is kasha lichos v'noachlertzos. He doesn't talk about that. He doesn't go to the next level. Then he goes to the complete opposite extreme, which is what? The extreme of someone who hardly gets angry. It's a little bit out of sync. I really feel a like reason he's doing it. And I, might be wrong, but I feel that he's not going in order because this last category is like, you know, it's, you're going to catch most with your net. And that's generally people who, they're not always getting angry, but when they get angry, it's, you know, it's very hard for them to control themselves. But they can work on themselves. They do work on themselves to control themselves. And when they do, everything works out. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. And I think most people really fit into this category of what? I don't get angry every second, you might feel. Your husband might feel. But you know what? Sometimes I get angry, and I try to control myself. I don't always succeed. Well, are we supposed to succeed? Yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to succeed. How important is it to succeed when you get angry? How important? Listen to what the Ramchal says. The Ramchal says, It's more than, it's enough that this person should be praised when he controls his anger, when she controls his anger. Why? He brings the Gemara in Chulin. Chulin pay test on the base. What does it say? Tola Eretz Alblima. What does that mean? As if a Kadashbachu is letting go on nothingness. What does that mean? Hashem is letting go on nothingness? What is this? The Gemara explains, "Ein ha'olam miskayim ella b'shvel mi shabolem piv b'shas meriva." Do you hear what the Gemara is saying? Because I don't know if you caught this. The world does not exist, but only for the people who keep their mouth closed during a fight. You hear? You got your hats on. And you know what? You're just going to control yourself. You're not going to let loose. You're not going to let loose. He gets angry. Oh boy, he gets angry. Oh boy, she gets angry. You can tell that your husband is angry. Oh, you can look at him and you know, you know good and well, oh, my husband's really, really angry now. My, my wife is not angry. Well, what is she doing? What is she doing? Is she blowing up? Is she losing control? Is she flipping out? What is she doing? I'm asking you. Is she screaming at you? Or you see that she's angry. You see she starts moving fast. She starts, she starts doing certain motions that are a little bit abnormal, but you know she's doing it because she's angry. But she's not screaming at you. She's not communicating to you in a, in, a, in a criticizing, attacking, demeaning fashion. She's controlling herself. Well, you know what? She's controlling herself. This is what the Gemara, this is what it says. That what? Tola Eretz Alblima. That the whole world is now being Sustained through her because she's controlling herself or through your husband because he's controlling. That's how important it is to control your anger. The Ramchal is not saying that people, you know, people don't get angry and it doesn't happen. Ramchal is very real. People do get angry. There are different levels. There's, there's, the, there's the worst level where he's constantly getting angry or she's constantly. There's another level where, the, you know, Usually, usually she's, he's not angry, but he becomes angry. Oh, boy, watch out. And by the way, sometimes these are passive-aggressive behaviors. They really are, where someone's like, oh, I'm letting it go, letting it go, but you're really not letting it go. You're just bottling, bottling it in. 
you're not dealing with it. You're not negotiating correctly, and that's a whole other issue. Sometimes you have to negotiate correctly. Usually not. Sometimes you negotiate, and you become aggressive. Oh, okay. That's dangerous. It's not dangerous. And by the way, aggression doesn't only mean attacking and bemeaning and throwing tables and throwing bottles. You know what aggression also means? Aggression also means stonewalling. You know what? I'm upset at you so much now that I'm not going to talk to you. Whoa, boy. Oh, boy. That's sinner. That's class A sinner. You don't do that. I'm not talking to you anymore. That's different than, than I'm not talking to you. I can't deal with it right now. I need some time. That's different. I'm not talking to you anymore. That's sinner. And the third level, he talks about people who hardly get angry. And then you have, like, I would say, put it in the general net of things. You know, most people who are what? They don't always get angry, but sometimes they get angry and they try to control themselves. And we have to try to work and control ourselves. Now, there is a midah. There is a, a measure, that's what midah really is, which is higher than all of these. And that's where we have to strive to accomplish this particular midah. And I don't know if we're all going to be successful. Hopefully we will. And that's the midah of Hillel Azakim. And that's someone who's completely nucky from Kas. Completely clean from Kas. How's that? Well, the famous story of Hillel Azakim. If you haven't heard the story, you've got to hear it again. You've got to hear it. And if, you have, if, 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 if you've heard it, you've got to hear it again. It's a fabulous, amazing story that a person can actually be like this. So Hillel, Arab Shabbos, Hillel Azakim is taking a bath, he's getting ready for Shabbos, and he's washing his hair. So what happens? He doesn't realize that act, there were two people who actually made a bet to see if they can get Hillel Hazakin angry. One was saying, no, Hillel Hazakin is the Nazi. You can't get him angry. No matter what you do, you're not going to get Hillel Hazakin angry. The other person says, no, no, no. You're going to see. I'm, I'm going to get him so upset. I ha- I'm going to trigger him. I'm going to find those triggers in Hillel Hazakin. And what happens? It's Erev Shabbos. Hillel is taking a bath. He's washing his hair. He is knocking on the door. Who is it? He, he, he quickly gets dressed. He goes outside. He's like, what's the matter? So the guy says to him, says to him can I ask you, ask you a question? Yeah, what do you want to know? He says, how come, now bear in mind that Hillel actually was a Babylonian from Babel. He says, how come ba- people from Babylonia, most of their heads are deformed? Now, can you imagine such a question? It's like, first of all, are you normal? Do you know who you're talking to? Like Hillel Hazakin just looked at him, closed the door, and just gone back. Like, who is this person? That's not what Hillel Hazakin did. Hillel looks at him, he says to him, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's because the midwives aren't doing a good job. Maybe that's what it is. Like, like seriously, I kind of, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. So this person's like so blown away. He's like, I don't believe this man. This, this, this man is not unreal. He does it again. Again, knocks on his door. Hillel gets out and he starts asking him another ridiculous question. And then Hillel reacts in the exact same way. Hillel goes back to take a bath. The man keeps on doing it again and again and again. He sees it not winning with Hillel. Finally, Hillel comes out, and the man says to him, says to him, are you Hillel the Nasi? He says, yeah. He says to him, you know what? It's a good thing that there aren't a lot of people like you. So Hillel's like, why are you saying that? He says, because otherwise a lot of people would lose 400 zuz. He had a 400 zuz bet, and I lost. A lot of people would lose. Hillel looks at him and says, no, actually, I'll tell you something. Actually, it's good. And I feel terrible that you lost whatever money you lost. But the fact that you lost that money that means that I did my job right. That's what Hillel Azakim tells him. That the fact that he lost the 400 zuz to the bet that he's going to get Hill angry means that Hill did his job right. He did it right. He reached that, that, that unbelievable apex, that, the, the crest of what? 
he doesn't even get angry. Forget about controlling his anger. Forget about reacting upon his anger. He doesn't get angry at all. And you know why? Let me tell you why. The reason he doesn't get angry is because he has that unbelievable emuna in Hashem that everything that happens comes from Hashem. So it's not your fault. You didn't do anything. What did you do? You got me upset? You're trying to get me upset? I'm not going to get upset. It's nothing to get upset about. It's a Kaddish Baruch challenging. This is really, it's all Hashem. There's no reason to get upset. It's all Hashem. It's a very, very high level. It's complete Nikias. Complete Nikias. And that was Hillel Zakin. That's where we should strive to be. But don't you ever turn to your spouse and ask them why you're not at Hillel Zakin. Don't do that. Because honestly, that's, it's, 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 it's not the way that people are today. Or honestly, in the history of the world, there's exceptional cases. Should we strive to be there? Of course we should strive to be there. But you can get upset at your husband for getting angry. You can get upset at your wife becoming angry. One second, what are they doing when they're angry? Are they letting loose? They're screaming at you? They're screaming at the kids? Now the kids are being affected? Okay, okay, so what should we do? So what should we do? So let's be real. The reality of it is the other four categories of anger that Ramchal said. Um, hopefully there are people out there who, who reached Hillel Azakein's level. There might be. There might be. You know, you want to text me after class and, and tell me my husband's actually like a Hillel or my wife's like a Hillel? Wow, I'd love to have such a text. But for those of you whose husband or wives are not Hillel, I mean, they, they don't even, they do get angry. They get upset. Here's what you want to do. Here is what you want to do. But before, before, before I discuss what you, want, what you should do, um, and, and we're going to focus on two things. We're going to focus on, on how to deal with your husband's anger or your wife's anger, your spouse's anger, and number two, how to deal with your own anger. Because, you know, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, because naturally, human psychology, when I talk about anger, you're thinking about your husband or your wife's anger. You're not thinking about your own anger. That's not, that's not the way we're wired. We're wired to feel that we're perfect and we didn't do anything wrong. It was all our husband, it was our wife. Well, we have to take a long, hard look in the mirror sometimes and say to ourselves, one second, am I, do I have this? What type of angry am I? What type of angry am I? Am I, am I a first category of anger? Like, this not normal, uncontrollable anger? Am I second category of anger? Which is, I usually don't get, I, I, I generally don't get upset, but when I get upset, oh boy, do I, do I get upset? Am I the third category where I'm just completely laid back, chilled out, nothing really bothers me? Or am I the fourth category, which is general, the big net, which is, you know, I do get angry sometimes, and I try to control myself, you know? Okay, that's the big net. Well, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it? And what I was going to say is that don't judge your spouse. Don't judge your spouse. If you're listening to me right now and you're thinking, oh, my husband's category A, or my husband's category B, or my wife's category D, or whatever category it is, don't judge them. Don't think to yourself, oh, yeah, my husband, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the passive-aggressive I've been talking about. This Rabbi Greenfield hit it. He pegged it. Oh, boy, this is my husband, or this is my wife. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you know what you're doing? You're blaming. You're really, really blaming. And we spoke about blaming. And, 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 and I just want to remind you one thing. This is the most important piece. And that is, we are not to judge our spouses. That's not our place. It is not our place. We have, on the contrary, we have a chiv to be down the kavzchus. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to judge favorably. Favorably. And, you know, sometimes people tell me, 
oh, with what my husband just did, oh, my, hus- my wife just did, there's no excuse. There's n- absolutely no excuse. Let me tell you something. If you're telling, if you're saying that there's no excuse about what your spouse did, if you're like convinced 1,000% that there's no excuse, I am telling you for sure you're not being down the cops. Now you tell me, what do you mean? Uh, of course. Do you realize that in the Sanhedrin, when they would judge a case, if every single judge would say guilty, it wouldn't be guilty. Do you get it? Why? What do you mean? It's clear and cut. Because nothing is clear and cut. There's always one aspect that you can think, well, you know what? Maybe it comes from a difficult home. Maybe she comes from a difficult home. Maybe she had a hard day. Maybe, maybe she wasn't drinking today. There could be so many reasons. So many reasons. They could be hungry. They could be angry. They could be tired. They could be stressed. They could be hormonal. There could be so many things. It could be so on and on and on and on and on. And you're not giving excuses for your spouse because there's no excuse. For that, there's no, it's completely unacceptable. That's not what Hashem wants from you. That's not what Hashem wants from you. What Hashem wants from you is to be down the cops close. And you know why? Let me tell you why. Because that's what Hashem does with us. We wouldn't be able to survive if Hashem wouldn't do that with us. Kel, Rachum, Vichanun, Erech, Apayim, Rav Chesed, V'emes. Today's Thursday. Did you say it? Some of you might not have said it. Today's a very holy day, I believe. Maybe you didn't say Tachon today. But you know what? It's the world could only survive Amidas Harachamim. There's no such a thing as telling your spouse there's no excuse for what you did. There's no such a thing. There's no such a thing. Why am I saying that? Because that inherently means that you're using Midas Hadin with your spouse. Now I ask you, do you not believe in Midas Kenegad Midas? You, you don't believe in it? You think it doesn't exist? There's no such a thing as measure for measure? You let it go, Hashem will let it go. Hashem will let it go. Let's not be like that. Let's not blame our spouse for constantly being angry. Let's not blame our, our wife for losing and flipping and losing control. Let's not blame them for that. I'm not saying that you should just live it. I'm not saying that you should not do anything about it. There are ways to negotiate. We spoke about it last week. Find a good time when you're a little more calm and relaxed. You could defend them, say, I know you probably don't mean it. It seems like when you don't eat, you get very angry. I feel really, really attacked. I feel criticized. You could talk about your feelings, but don't blame. Don't blame. You can negotiate without blaming. You really could do that. It's an art. It definitely is an art. You have to learn how to do that. You need to have the Shemaya. That's learning. You need a lot of Siyat Shemaya. Even if you learn, you need to have the Shemaya to be able to be successful in it, but don't blame. But don't blame. Your husband might be explosive because, honestly, maybe his mother was explosive and that's what he saw at home. And that's why he's explosive. Maybe he didn't receive love and attention. Maybe he has a very sensitive personality and he was controlled all his life by his father or by his mother. And he's defying that feelings right now. That's why he's explosive. So when someone does something to you, it doesn't bother you so much. Okay, he did something, big deal. But if you... Chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. You don't leave the air conditioner on for him, and he comes in, and he gets all upset. What are you, an animal? You're acting like an animal. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. You're right. The Ramchal says that, he's act, that these types of people on the category A who don't lose control, they're acting like animals. But the Ramchal doesn't say you should blame them. You're not their judge. There's a reason they're like that. We're not saying you're a horrible person. We're saying, let's figure out what to do. Let's figure out. Let's work on anger management issues. Let, let's work on it. Let's figure it out. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to blame don't blame. This is an important piece. Don't blame your husband for blaming. You hear it? 
I, I used to hear this a lot from men. Men would tell me, I, I can never complain, but when I complain, my, my wife's upset at me that I'm upset at her. There's, there's a problem there. There's a problem there. Your wife shouldn't be upset. Now we could go back and forth. It's a loop, right? And I should be upset at him or her. Back and forth. Don't, don't go down that loop and don't blame him for blaming. Don't blame her for blaming. Just accept that that's the way he is. That's the way she is. Isn't handicap or whatever it is. And we're going to figure out what to do with it. So what do we do with it? Okay, great. What do we do? So here, I'm going I'm to tell you the steps. That's it. Whatever time I have left over here, 1143. <sighs> okay, where are we? Like this. What we're saying is number one. Like this. Like this, like this, like this. You see that your wife's angry? By the way, what I'm, what I'm going to focus right now is anger. I'm, 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 not, you know, I'm not speaking about standard distress protocol. I'm not talking about when you get upset, you get hurt. I'm talking about anger. I'm talking about hats. When you see that your wife has her hats on, she's hungry, she's clearly angry. Maybe she's tired. Maybe she's stressed. Maybe she's sick. Maybe she's rushed. Maybe you're in a big rush. And you see that she's, oh boy, she's losing it. She's losing it. Or your husband's just losing it. What do you do with that? What do you do with your husband or your wife? What do you do with your wife or your husband who's, who has their hats on, right? What do you do with it? Well, I'll tell you like this. I'll tell you like this. N- number one, number one, it, what you want to do, what you want to do, so let me get to the section here, okay, like this. What you want to do is, number one, you want to make sure that they do have their hats on. Chances are they have their hats on. Ask yourself the following question. Is my husband wearing his hats? Meaning, is he hungry? Is he thirsty? And this is a very big thing. I just had someone tell me the other day. He said to me, Rabbi Gideon, I want to thank you for one thing. <laughs> Thanking me for all my shows, Baruch Hashem. It's really, again, it's all Siyad but he said, you said something about drinking, and I really started drinking, especially in the summer, and it helps calm me down so, so, so much. Many times your husbands are not drinking, and you just, it's just a matter of drinking. They're not drinking. And you just got to drink. Don't, you got your hats on. You better drink. No, no, no. You want to drink? Moshe, you want to drink? Yaakov, here, here. Why don't you have a, a, a nice glass of water, a nice glass of, of juice. I put ice in it for you. Give it to them. That'll calm them down. Uh, is he tired? Is she tired? Have they been triggered? Did you trigger them? Did somebody else trigger them? Are they stressed because of something else? Are they sick? All these questions you have to ask yourself. Chances are that if your husband is short-tempered, quick to criticize, intolerant, argumentative, right? When your husband becomes really argumentative, he is wearing his hats. He's Bishas Kaso, right? This Kaso, Kiso, and Koso. Right now, he's Bishas Kaso. He's in an angry state. He's in an angry state. Is he losing control? Is she losing control? Do not take your spouse seriously. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? They are currently impaired. They're going to say things they're going to regret later on. What do you mean? It says, Kaso, Kiso, and Koso. That was taught to you wrong, people. That was really taught to you wrong. That does not mean that what he says, he really means. And if he tells you that he feels that you're, uh, you know, you're always screaming at the kids, well, you hardly scream at the kids, and he's telling you always scream at the kids, oh, that's how you feel about me? Is that how you feel about me? Or if your wife tells you you're never there for you, you never spend time with her, and you're like, what do you mean? I just spent time with you like 
three nights ago. All night we spent time. What are you talking about? How can you talk like that? Remember, Kaso, you're taking it seriously? You're taking her seriously now? You're taking him seriously, Bashaz Kas? Honestly, you've got the problem. You really got the problem. You take it seriously? Now, I know why you're taking them seriously. You know why you're taking them seriously? I'll tell you why. Because a lot of you have an issue with your own self-esteem. Yeah, I'm sorry to say. You don't feel good about yourselves. So when your wife or your husband criticizes you while they're wearing their hats, it does something to you. Stop feeling guilty. Maybe they're right. Maybe I don't spend enough time. So instead of dealing with that, <coughs> number one, number one, thinking to yourself, is that true what they're saying? Number two, really, you know what? It's just me. I'm getting, you know, I'm beating myself over the head. I really shouldn't. I, I do this to myself. I'm just feeling guilty and lashing it out, projecting that on, on your husband, projecting that. Okay, that's number two. Or number three, most important, don't take them seriously. Like, seriously. I'm saying, like, you're taking them seriously? They got their hats on. They, let go of your attachment a little bit. A little bit. Let go of your attachment. I know that, I know that you're dependent on your spouse. I get it. I get it. I, I very much believe in, emotional, in, in a balanced emotional dependency. I believe in that. I, I, I agree that it's important to be somewhat dependent emotionally on your spouse. That, that, that's what marriage is. It, it's dependency. It is an emotional dependency. But sometimes you've got to take a break and say, stop, taking a break now. My wife's losing it. My husband's losing it. I'm not taking him seriously. I'm not taking her seriously. So that's that, okay? What do you do? What do you do is you just rewrite the narrative. Don't take them seriously. And I want to tell you something else. I know this is, this might be hard for some of you. Look at your spouse. You see they're losing it. You see they're not, they're, they're los losing control. It, like the tiger is coming out. Not only not take them seriously, in your mind you can think to yourself like, this is like, this is just, it, it, I'm not saying humorous, but Oh, wow, look at a person when they lose control. It's so interesting how a person can lose control. Wow, it's unbelievable. People can lose control and say the craziest thing. I'm not taking it seriously, but it's so interesting that people could lose control. I know my husband. I know my wife. She's not like that normally. He's not like that normally. As opposed to, oh, wow, is that what you really think about me? Is that what you really think about me? Oh, boy, you're going to hear from me. You think you're going to calm down. You're not going to calm down. You might calm down, but I'm going to get you even more angrier because I can't believe what you just said. Chutzpah. That's how you think about me? Now I, now I know the real you. No, it's not the real him or the real her. You're fooling yourself. That's the Eitzahara. The real him or a real her is a normal person. Now they lost it. But Rabbi Greenfield, <coughs> help me out here. Help me out here. How do I find out that my spouse has her hats on and has his hats on? So ask yourself some questions. Did your spouse go through any extreme stress today? Do you have any idea what happened to your spouse today? You just came home. Do you know what happened to your spouse? Do you know what type of trials and tribulations they had? Do you know what type of bills they got in the mail? Do you know if their boss was screaming at them? Did your husband feel fulfilled today? If he didn't feel fulfilled, he's, he's an achievement-based person. If he didn't feel fulfilled, he might have his hats on. Did he eat? Did he drink? Is it hot? Is there air conditioning in his office? Is there air conditioning in her office and what she's doing? Did she, did she go to day camp? Is your wife a, a, a day camp, counsel, a day camp uh, counselor, director or something? And she's out in the heat the whole time? Is that what's going on? Is your wife hungry? Is your spouse really tired? Was, was your wife in a big rush when this happened? Is your husband sick? Is your wife sick? Is your wife just in a generally down mood? Is that what's going on? Well, you know what? Gentlemen, if you see your wife is like that, you know what your wife really needs? Some extra TLC. She just simply needs some extra attention. That's it. Fill up her cup, charge her battery. You'll see most of it will go away. I'm telling you, most of it will go away. 
Really? Tell me about your day. What happened to you today? And then you hear about her day, and you're like, okay, now I understand why you're upset. This works both ways, men and women. Now I hop. Okay, you're displacing your, your anger. Now, now I understand why you're upset. But I'm going to create an emotional shell. You see your spouse is losing it? Create an emotional shell. A shell, literally an emotional shell. I am withdrawing from my dependency on you. I am no longer emotionally dependent on you. Right now, I'm not attached to you. I have to detach because if, if I'm attached, I'm going to be really hurt with what you're saying right now. I'm going to be really, really hurt. And you know something else? If it's ongoing, if it's ongoing, I'm going to tell you, you know what? Maybe just, I'll be back. Let me just take a walk. Take a walk. Don't, don't be there in the line of fire. I really can't deal with this right now. Moshe, Yaakov, I really can't deal with this right now. I'm going to go outside a little bit and then we can talk about it later on. Don't tell your husband you have your hats on. I can't deal with this right now. I'm not standing in the line of fire. Don't tell him that. Say to him, it seems like you had a really, really hard day. I'll tell you what, Moshe. Why don't you eat a little bit, and then I'm going to come back later. Husbands who are listening to me, husbands who are listening to me, if your wife is talking to you this way, do not pull her in. Do not yank her into the fire. Don't tell her, no, you stay here. First of all, this is mean and disgusting and rude. But besides that, don't. no, I want to talk to you. Don't, don't. Let her go. Take a little break. You need the break. She needs the break. Okay, now if it's really, really getting nasty, if it's really, really getting nasty, use the I know but I feel position. You could do that. There's another tool that you can use. You could say to your husband, I know that, I know that you're having a hard day or I know that you're very upset. By the way, I, I, I just made a mistake, ladies and gentlemen. I'm admitting it. It's on the air. Because you do not say to your spouse, I know you're having a hard day. Because that's, you're basically saying to them, you know, you're being retarded today. That, no, no, you don't tell them, I know you're having a hard day. You say to them, you acknowledge what they're saying. I know that you're upset about the air conditioning, and, I, and I, I, I apologize, but I'm really, really feeling attacked by the way you're talking to me. If you could just talk to me nicely or whatever it is, I would really appreciate it. This may or may not work when your spouse has his or her hats on. It may or may not, but it's a tool that you can use. Now, if it does work, at best, your husband is going to start doing the right thing. Or your wife doesn't start doing They might not act it. You might feel they're still so upset at you because of the air conditioning, right? So your husband comes home. Let's, I'll give you an example, okay? This is a biggie in the summer. You might not be hearing. I don't care. Whatever you're hearing this, you could put in your own content. Fill in the line. But I'm talking about the summer, right? You are the type of person that you don't not like the air conditioner. He blasts the air conditioner. It's freezing for you. So when he's not home, you put the air conditioner, you know, the air conditioning is generally high. You put it at 73, 74, whatever it is, or you turn it off completely. Okay, today you really can't. Some days are so hard. And he comes home, and oh boy, this bear comes home. And usually you have a chance to put the air conditioner back on. Because you know he's coming. So you sort of knew he's coming. You didn't know he's coming, and you were just really busy cooking for him, taking care of your children, which are his children, dealing with the camp director who just called you to tell you that your son's a troublemaker in camp, whatever it was, there was a perfectly legitimate excuse for you not putting the air conditioner on for your husband. Not that you even have to, but the fact that you do. Okay, fine. He comes in, he's a bear. He's a bear. And he's like, comes in, he's like, hello, okay, the air conditioner's not on? Okay, fine, great, the air conditioner's not on. Like, I, I, knew, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this, gonna, this is what he says to you. I knew this was going to happen. This is how your husband's reacting. And you're feeling really hurt. And this is going to become a really big fight. Okay? And you can't be Mavata. You try, but like, you don't want this to go. So, Moshe, Shlomo, I, I know that you don't mean to, but I'm really feeling attacked. If you could just ask me to put it on, I'll put it on. Okay? And then he says, okay, fine. So put it on. Put, okay, no problem. Put it on. 
Now listen carefully to what I'm saying. This is very important. You did the right thing, but he's, you still feel like he's not controlling himself. He's still like being very mean to you. He's upset. He's still upset. He hasn't turned off his emotions. And I don't expect him to turn off his emotions. I just want him to act like a normal human being. You might still feel the daggers and the arrow coming out of him. You could just look at his face and you see he's all upset. There's nothing we can do about that. And that's the piece that you have to be mavatar. He has to be mavatar by controlling his words, his words. And of course, for those husbands who do crazy things behaviorally, obviously controlling that also. And you have to be mavatar by what? By accepting the fact that he's still angry. Now he's angry for whatever reason it is. And we're not blaming. He's angry, but at least he's acting normal. At least acting normal. Now, even maybe the tone is very tone. Don't please, ladies and gentlemen, don't start with the tone thing. That's a very dangerous game. Well, your tone, your tone. Is he saying the right thing? Fine. Let him say the right thing. Le'at la'at, his tone will change. Listen to me. Don't challenge his tone. It will transition if you allow it to transition. You gave him a subtle reminder. You said to him, I know you don't mean to. I know you're very upset about the temperature, but I feel like I'm being attacked. If you could just talk nicely to me. Okay, could you please put the air conditioner on? Okay. Now his tone is still whatever it is. He'll, 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 he'll transition. Let him transition. You gave him the muster in a very nice way. Let him eat. And he'll become back to himself. But how dare he be upset with me? Hello. Guess what? Welcome to Olam Hazeh. Welcome. Glad you can come. This is what Olam Haza is. It's a bunch of nisyonos, and we're constantly working ourselves to be mevater. The same way, we want to be like Hashem. Welcome to Olam Haza. This is what this world is. And that's what I'm saying. Let him do his thing. <coughs> Let her do his thing. I'm not talking about, now if his tone doesn't change, he's constantly, okay, a different story. You know, we could figure it out. You could say, okay, I, honestly, I need some time and walk out. Don't challenge him. He's going to walk out. But it, it might take him a while to change that tone. It might take him a while. It might, I'm not saying that tone. Don't get me wrong. I know you, your husband could be like horrible tone and not say anything but by his tone. I, I understand that. But generally, give him a chance to transition. Give him time. Gentlemen, if you see your wife is upset at you because you came late, right? She begged you to come on time and you came late. But the truth is you really had a good excuse this time, right? And you see she's so upset. But she's not saying anything to you. She's not attacking you. She's not criticizing you. But you can tell she's upset. Don't push her buttons. Don't poke the bear. Don't tell her, well, why are you upset? You really shouldn't be upset at me because whatever it is. Let it go. Let her work on herself. Let her be mevater. You'll see before you know it, it'll be over. If you have to give your excuse, you'll give your excuse later on when you're calm, when she's calm. First of all, you're not going to have to give the excuse anymore. But if you feel later on, you have to give the excuse, you'll give the excuse, and then she'll be able to be a macabre for your excuse. She won't be a macabre for your excuse right now. By the way, I see your anger. Let me just tell you why I'm late. I'm late because there was traffic. What do you think? She's going to turn to you and say, oh, okay, no problem, Moshe. No problem, Shlomo. I'm completely calm now. Thank you for telling me that. No, this is a, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm being very real. It's not going to happen. Because either she's just going to not say anything and stonewall you, or she's going to say to you, traffic? You know there's traffic. You told me many times there's traffic. Well, there's not always traffic. What do you mean there's always traffic? I told you tonight to be on time. I want to go to my sister's wedding. I want to be there on time. And here you are. It becomes a fight. Is that what you want in your house? No. You should have let her be mevatar, even though you feel like she's still upset. Even though you feel that he's still upset, let him work on himself. If he's really working on himself, 
let him work on himself. You might not feel it, but at least he's doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. He's not saying what he just said to you before. He's not being sarcastic. He's not questioning you. He's not belittling you. He's not feeling my pain, feel my pain tactic. He's not doing all that. So let him do what he has to do. And now for those of you who are wearing your hats, for those of you who are wearing your hats, because you know, oh boy, you're angry. You know what? I don't have time to go through all of it right now, but I'll tell you one thing. Here's, here's the, 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 the most important symptom that you can diagnose yourself if you have your hat on. And that's the second letter in the hats. And that's A, angry. Angry. That's it. You see that you feel so resentful. You're so upset. I'm so upset at her now. I'm so upset at him now. I can't believe that he did that again to me. I begged him. I told him I need the money from the kids. And he doesn't leave me money. I don't understand this. You got your hats on. You got your hats on. If you have your hats on, ladies and gentlemen, there are two steps. There are two steps. Step number one. Step number one is what? Actually, let me just turn to that section. I actually have it all written down. It's part of my workshop. And that is like this. Give me a second here. Okay. Step number one is what? Step number one, if you know you have your hats on, you know, okay, I'm just losing it now. I'm just so, 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 so upset. So what do you do? A, allow yourself time. That's your best friend. Your best friend is time. I say give yourself an hour. You can be like, (laughs) an hour? I'm so upset. 20 minutes. Give yourself 20 minutes. Allow yourself time. Remember what the Ramchal says. What does the Ramchal say? The Ramchal tells us that if you're controlling yourself, the whole world is surviving on you right now. You're controlling your mouth. Step number one, allow yourself time. Basically what it means by allowing yourself time, what you're really doing is you are bringing schosim into your house. You're bringing bracha into your house. What's the Lashon? The Lashon, it says, Tola Eretz al Blima. The Gemara says, Ein ha'ola miskayim, Ela b'shvil misha bolem piv b'shas meriva. That what, the whole world is now, is now completely, you're, you're like controlling the whole world right now because you're controlling yourself. So that's number one. That's number one. Number two, no, that's number one, controlling yourself. Number two, give me yourself time. Number two, listen to me. Walk outside five seconds. Inhale five seconds. Outhale. I know it sounds weird. Hold your stomach while you're doing. Breathe deeply. A mantra. Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. Just breathe deeply. I'm telling you it's going to work. This is very, very, very real. Calm yourself down by doing something else. Digest what's really bothering you. Digest what's really bothering you. What's really bothering you? What's really bothering you? Is it bothering you? Your husband or your wife or something happened before? You just got a bill. You feel like you were frustrated because you didn't accomplish anything today. You just got into a fight with your sister, with your mother. You have a chasana coming up. You can't find a normal dress. You're wearing shoes that are making you crazy and you can't afford new shoes and your husband's not giving you. It could be something else. Digest what's really bothering you. After you digest what's really bothering you, then you can let things go. Then you can be mevater. You're going to see you'll be able to be mevater and you can be down the kafschus. You can a- ask yourself, okay, why did my husband do this? Why did my wife do this? You know why my husband's late? I don't understand, but he has this personality. I'm going to let it go. You know my, my wife is losing control? You know why my wife is losing control? She's losing control because she grew up in a toxic home. She didn't get love. Her father was controlling. Her mother was explosive. Her grandmother was explosive. There's really no one to blame. And you know what? Her grandmother was a survivor of the Holocaust, so we can't blame anybody. It just is what it is. So I'm going to let it go. So here are the steps. 
So I, know I'm, I know I'm going over time. This is so important. Step number one. A, allow yourself time. You know you were angry at You feel that resentment. I'm so angry at him. I'm so angry at her. Number one, allow yourself time. A, allow yourself time. By maxim P, by controlling yourself, you are bringing bracha, not just to your house, to the world. Control yourself. Don't say anything. This is behavioral. This is not emotional. I'm, I'm telling you this is behavioral because you're going to steal. I'm not, I'm not silly. I'm not stupid. I know you're still going to feel the resentment. But control yourself anyways. Control yourself. That's what Hashem wants us. Control. Don't say anything. Number two, step outside. Breathe deeply. Five cycles. Five seconds in, five seconds out. I'm telling you it's going to work. Repeat mantras. Say, okay, I'm okay. I'm fine. Just relax. You're going to see your blood pressure is high. Your heartbeat is high. You've got to calm yourself down. Behaviorally. Do something else which will distract your thoughts. Read a book. Have an MP3 player that's ready for you to listen to calming music. Take a walk. Take a walk. Calm yourself down. D, digest what's really bothering you. Are you really upset at your husband? Or are you really upset at the fact that your teenager just chutzpah dick to you and you're just taking it out on your husband? Are you really upset at your wife or you're upset that you made no money today? What's really upsetting you? That's the question. You should have Siat Shmaitis bin Rabbi Greenfield. Have an amazing week. And questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing week.